America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today, but before we get into that, we have our weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1778, the Continental Congress passed the first budget of the United States. Since then, budget passing is often overlooked as a small necessity, but in fact, is one of the big issues needing to be thoroughly looked at. Because it sets the sets up our budget, you know, I mean, can't go over budget, so need to make sure that everything that there that is planned for the budget you know is beneficial anyway first a new york hospital said it will be forced to stop delivering babies after dozens of staff members quit over vaccine mandates in a recent announcement the lewis county general hospital said the number of resignations received in the maternity department has left them with no choice but to pause delivering babies this comes after at least 30 employees quit in protest of the facility's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. In the meantime, healthcare administrators are reportedly working on what they call contingency plans in the event of future resignations. Chief Executive Officer of the Lewis County Health System, Ger uh, Gerald Kayer, said he hopes this will just be a temporary pause on operations in the uh, maternity ward. If we can pause the service and now focus on recruiting nurses who are vaccinated, we will be able to re-engage in delivering babies here in Lewis County, said Care. However, many have stated they will continue to go against the mandate. Meanwhile, the hospital said it would not be able to provide maternity services after September 24th. Next, actress and activist Rose McGowan who made headlines in the New York Times for detailing Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault history, now says Governor Gavin Newsom's wife tried to silence her before the article's release. On the Daily Wire's Rubin Report last week, McGowan detailed a call she received from Jennifer Seibel Newsom, Seibel Newsom, however you say her middle name, in which she claimed she was coerced into staying silent about Weinstein. The actress has accused Weinstein of raping her, at the Sundance Film Festival in 1997 when she was 23 years old, McGowan said the call from Newsom's wife came six months before the New York Times uh, piece exposing Harvey Weinstein broke in 2017. McGowan claimed Newsom's wife cold called her and told her Weinstein's attorney wanted to know what it would take to make her happy. She mentioned in the interview how it was obvious she was trying to make the story go away. McGowan explained that people trying to silence her have very powerful political connections like the Democrat consulting firm SKD uh, Knickerbocker, Hillary Clinton, and Speaker Nancy Pelosi. More on Newsom. Republican uh, gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder took a moment to address his supporters in Coast, uh, Costa Mesa, California, during... Uh, the election night. The conservative talk show host made his announcement after a majority of pre uh, precincts had reported their results on Tuesday night. Elder made it clear the fight was far from over while appearing to be delivering a mission statement after 
Even after the polls had closed, Elder delved into the problems that must be solved for Californians. Elder spoke on a variety of topics with, with education featuring uh, Prevality, P-R-E-V-A-L-E-N-T-L-Y. Economics was also a key talking point given uh, California's high tax rates. Although the race is over, uh, he couldn't resist throwing some late jabs at his opponent. This man, Gavin Newsom, was sitting there at the French Laundry restaurant with lobbyists who contributed to his campaign, with the people who drafted the mandates, and they were violating by not that they were viola- violating by not wearing masks, he stated, while not engaging in social distancing telling you to do it. Elder continued to hammer Newsom over his track record, but said he believes the recall made the governor pay attention to the important issues. The future is uncertain for both Elder and the state of California. Ever the showman, however, Elder knew just how to sign off to his audience before exiting the stage. Saying, let me just say this, stay tuned, and may God bless you, we got a state to save, was his closing sign-off. Next, more than half a million people are without power in the Deep South, uh, without power, and the Deep South is hunkering down as Tropical Storm Nicholas moves eastward. Nicholas was downgraded to a tropical depression after making landfall in Texas as a Category 1 hurricane. Heavy rainfall and thunderstorms were already battering the state before the storm struck near uh, Sargent Beach. Uh, Just an hour south of Houston, early Tuesday morning. As a result, more than 500,000 customers were without electricity in southeast Texas and Houston. Kenny Mercado, the executive vice president of Centerpoint Energy, asserted they are committed to restoring service to customers as safely and quickly as possible. However, patience will be important as some areas of our systems and equipment may have may be difficult to reach for our crews due to safety-related issues such as dra- uh, down trees, he explained. Forecasts predict Nicholas will weaken to a tropical depression by Wednesday. However, as it continues moving northeast over Texas and Louisiana, according to the National Hurricane Center, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama could see tornadoes, life-threatening storm surges, and more flash flooding in the coming days. This comes as power has not yet been restored in Louisiana in the wake of Hurricane Ida. In the meantime, Governor John Bell Edwards has declared a state of emergency with Joe Biden approving an emergency declaration on Tuesday. So, Stay safe out there, and uh, take care of yourself. Next, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill aiming to keep violent criminals off the street as they wait for trial. He signed the Damon Allen Act on Monday, which mandates that violent criminals can only pay a cash bail and not a personal uh, personal bond. The new law was named after Trooper Damon Damon Allen, who was shot and killed by a man that was out on bail for another violent crime. It will will also provide enhanced training and education for all magistrates who set bail, while adding accountability for judges that release criminals on bail. 
The Damon Allen Act makes it harder for dangerous criminals to be released from jail on bail. It also creates a statewide information system to provide judges considering bail with the criminal history of the person who is up for bail. Abbott said that his state will not follow the, uh, the lead of Portland, Seattle, and Minneapolis. Instead, he ensured it will remain a law and order state. Next, Ohio sailor Maxton uh, Soviuk, who was killed in last month's suicide bombing at the Kabul airport, was laid to rest in his hometown. During a funeral service held for the Ohio native at Edison High School's Charger Stadium Monday morning, his sister, Kathleen Soviuk, remembered her brother as an adventurer and a go-getter. Before enlisting in the Navy, the 22-year-old was a member of the state champion wrestling team and made the Final Four football playoffs two years in a row. He threw himself into everything he did with a fierce passion, said Kathleen. We saw it during his high school years with his sports career, and once Maxton became an adult, he de uh, developed a passion for living. She added her brother spent up to, uh, spent up to his very last breath providing aid to those in need and in the end making the ultimate sacrifice. In Maxton's final days, he spent his time helping others stay alive as he had developed a passion for protecting and saving the lives of others, so much so that he was willing to risk his own life, continued the mourning sister. Maxton's brother, Brian Soviuk, also expressed his deepest remorse while noting despite the tragic loss, there's a, valued, uh, a valuable lesson his heroic brother left to be learned. I took for granted that he would always be around, he stated. That's one takeaway I have from this experience, is to give as much love as you can and forgive quickly. Max lived his life that way. Maxton leaves behind 12 brothers and sisters in honor of his actions. The Navy post uh, posthumously promoted him to a hospital corpsman third class earlier this month. He was also awarded the Purple Heart and Fleet Marine Force Corpsman. Uh, yeah, Corman Warfare Badge. Next. Hundreds of people gathered to say their final goodbyes to a U.S. Marine who was one of the 13 service members killed in the deadly attack in Afghanistan. Indiana Marine Corporal uh, Humberto Sanchez, killed in last month's suicide bombing at the Kabul airport, was laid to rest in his hometown. In a funeral service held at the Mount Hope Cemetery Tuesday morning, pastor and family friend uh, Zach Zmara, S-Z-M-A-R-A, said Abel, referring to Sanchez by his middle name, would light up every room uh, by just his presence. He brought life into places that needed it most. His presence brought vibrant color into parts of life that were gray and dull, he said. The joy he brought into life was so immense, so much so that you can tangibly feel emptiness when, uh, when he was missing. Prior to enlisting in the Marines, the 22-year-old was an active church member through his leadership in youth groups and an avid soccer player for his high school. The pastor noted that because of Sanchez's service, the ultimate sacrifice, people now have a way forward for a future. Abel's legacy 
will always live on. It lives on and uh, it lives on through those of us who know him and share his story personally. Uh, it's, it's the pastor continued. But it also lives on through those tens of thousands who will never get to meet him in this life, but have a life and future because of his sacrifice. The pastor said, despite the tragic loss, Sanchez will inspire generations to come and he will never be forgotten. Our hearts here at America First go out to those people that lost uh, family members during that attack, and they won't be forgotten. As much as, you know, things keep moving forward very quickly, uh, we must always remember the uh, people that helped us get here. Uh, so anyway, like life, on to the next. Oh, okay. The sheriff of Riverside County in California said he would not enforce Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom's vaccine mandate on officers. In a recent podcast episode, Sheriff Chad Bianco uh, said new employees in his department would not be asked for proof of vaccination. Bianco said he believed taking a vaccine should be a private medical choice. He added people knew uh, when they were being lied to, as many have felt they were being misled about COVID-19 at early at nearly every step of the way. We want the truth, and we want the facts, and when suspects or even regular people, it's very easy to tell when you're not being told the truth, he explained. Uh, when information changes from one interview to the next, red flags go up and the hair on the back of your neck, and it's like, hey, you know I'm going to question it a little bit. Following the podcast episode, Bianco released a statement claiming a newspaper was expected to release a hit piece against the sheriff's office. He said the paper was going to cherry-pick public health statements to paint the department in a negative light. Yeah, watch out. Sometimes you know that's not always the big news, the little news. Your hometown newspaper sometimes it likes to, uh, you know. Play the game, so to speak. That's why we're here, to give it to you how it is. Anyway, on to the next. The U.S. Department of Justice has made changes to how local police departments operate and handle engaging with criminals. On Tuesday, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced a new federal program aiming to limit the use of chokeholds and no-knock warrants. Under the new program, officers could use chokeholds and other uh, corroded restraints. Oh, carotid restraints, sorry, only if they were faced with a threat of deadly force. In addition, officers would have to generally knock and announce themselves when serving a search warrant unless they could reasonably argue this would put their lives in immediate danger. As members of federal law enforcement, we have a shared obligation to lead by example in a way that engenders the trust and confidence of the communities we serve, said Deputy Attorney General Lisa uh, Monaco in a release statement. This new policy does just that and limits the circumstances in which these techniques can be used. Garland touts the federal program as a way to improve efficiency among law enforcement. Next, 
Lawmakers are threatening to subpoena Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin after he failed to attend a Senate hearing regarding the Afghanistan withdrawal on Tuesday. Austin claimed due to a scheduling conflict he was unable to make it. The DOD cited conflicting commitments made that appearance impracticable. Whatever. (laughs) Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Mendez remarked it was his first time hearing such an excuse. If Austin is absent again, the Democrat senator highlighted plans to subpoena the cabinet member to come before the Senate. Article 1 of the Constitution by the founders was not the presidency, it was not the courts, explained the chairman. It was the Congress of the United States. We have an oversight function. I, I, uh, I take that seriously, and I will do what is necessary to exercise that oversight function. I hope that in this case, or in others, there will be cooperation because I expect to call others as well from the past. Mendez, uh, Menendez sees the possible subpoena as a check and legislature holds over the executive branch. He said that many generals have been lying to Congress, so to prevent a future failure, he expects to hear from as many as he can get to testify. Meanwhile, assistant to the Secretary of Defense for Public Affairs John Kirby claimed he greatly respects the oversight role of the Congress and he looks forward to testifying at the end of this month. As of now, this question remains, why has the U.S. Secretary of Defense refused to answer questions about the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan? Next, vaccination is key to getting this pandemic under control and keeping the economy strong. Said by Joe Biden. Joe Biden is teaming up with the top executives from multiple businesses in order to promote his most recent COVID-19 vaccination mandate. On Wednesday, the White House by the White House and Biden welcomed leaders from Disney, Microsoft, Walgreens, uh, Kaiser Permanent, Permanente, and other companies for a meeting to encourage businesses to uphold the vaccine mandate. The recent mandate states all businesses with 100 or more employees must be vaccinated or test or tested weekly. After constant efforts in pushing citizens to get vaccinated, the Biden administration is now looking at companies, schools, as well as state and local governments to push the mandate by making it mandatory for their employees. The vaccine requirements work and more companies are in, in, uh, instituting them, even at Fox News, Biden stated. And I'm not being... Uh, Facetious when I say that, when I say that, but it is interesting that they've st- uh, stepped forward. It will it will reportedly vaccinate 80 million more Americans and businesses that fail to comply with the federal policy could face charges more than $13,000 per violation. Additionally, he emphasized the Labor Department's efforts in getting nearly all healthcare workers vaccinated. If you see. Or if you seek care at a health facility, it seems to me you should be certain that people are treating you, uh, that the people treating you are vaccinated, said Biden. And that's what we're doing, period. Some have threatened to sue the Biden administration for this rule, but companies like Amtrak and United Airlines issued vaccine mandates for their staff before the executive order was announced. The nation is reportedly 54% fully vaccinated and adopting 
those requirements could take uh, some time. However, Biden claims once two-thirds of the country's workforce is vaccinated, employment will increase. Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. We got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been JWR from America First. And thanks for tuning in. And thank you for your support. More on that topic. The San Diego Unified School District plans to discuss a potential vaccination mandate for staff and eligible students. On Thursday, the district announced it's preparing to debate instituting a mandate for children ages 12 and up. Currently, all San Diego Unified staff are required to get vaccinated or tested weekly. Testing is available to all 121,000 students in the district. School board officials said even if a vaccine mandate is passed, However, all other social distancing and testing measures will still be enforced. All of these strategies built on each other. And so somebody who's vaccinated still has their... Uh, and so somebody who's vaccinated still has to wear the mask, stated uh, Richard Barrera, president of the San Diego Unified Board of Education. However, somebody who's vaccinated may need to test less often and that's a big difference and somebody who's vaccinated who is in contact with you know somebody who tests positive is able to actually stay at school and not be sent home the discussion is slated to take place during an upcoming meeting with the board on september 28th many parents are outraged by the idea of these policies being implemented with some suggesting they amount to child abuse despite these concerns Barrera insisted that his school district will be guided by the best science available, yet he didn't quite go into detail about the science he's uh, leaning on. Up next, I'd say to my Republican friends, and I do have some, take back your party. You're the grand old party of America. You've done wonderful things for our country. You now have been hijacked by a cult, said by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi seemingly implied that supporters of the 45th President Donald Trump are a greater threat than a communist China. While speaking at Cambridge University on Thursday, the California Democrat began with calling on establishment uh, Republicans to suppress votes from supporters of Trump. One of the ways we can help improve that situation is by passing H.R. 1, which would have re uh, redistri redistricting in a way that is, again, agonistic just along the line of the Voting Rights Act. Pelosi stated, It may not benefit Democrats, but it may benefit the country because it would make Republican districts more open to people other than the ones who are in Congress now. The Speaker of the House then doubled down on her remarks against Trump supporters by comparing them to cult members after condemning Republicans she took a moment out of her speech to talk about a budding relationship with China. With their continuation of genocide, 
with their violation of their culture, of their cultural, religious priority of Tibet, with their depression of the democracy in Hong Kong and other parts of China as well. They're just getting worse in terms of suppression and freedom of speech, she stated. Uh, we'll keep you up on that stuff, how that goes. Uh, just make sure you read stuff before you vote. That's all I can say. And finally, let's end this on some good news. SpaceX launched the first all-civilian spacecraft to, uh, to enter Earth's orbit from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Dubbed the Resilience, the Falcon 9 vessel took off from the Kennedy Space Center on Wednesday. While calling themselves the Inspiration 4, the astronauts will stay in Earth's orbit for three days and conduct research to advance human health on Earth and for future space flights. This launch is the first to allow civilians to go beyond suborbital levels in space. Benjamin Reed, SpaceX's Director of Crew Mission Management, gave references or reference points to the crew's journey. This is significant and historic because it's going to be the highest that the, uh, any humans have gone into orbit since the Hubble servicing missions, uh, he explained. And in fact, they'll be above the current orbit of the Hubble and above the current orbit of the International Space Station. The private citizen crew consists of a variety of backgrounds, including an internet executive, a jet pilot, and an, en uh, and an engineer, Haley I'm going to try to say this name, uh, A-R-C-E-N-E-A-U-X. The chief medical officer is the youngest American to go to space. The astronaut described the research that will be conducted while in the cosmos. I'm so excited about the medical research that we're doing, or that we're going to be doing on this flight, and we're going to be collecting a lot of swabs to learn about the micro microbiome, how that changes in flight. She stated, we're going to be performing ultrasounds, evaluate for fluid shifts, as well as performing some cognitive tests and setting radiation effects of going to our high altitude. She is a survivor, a survivor of a childhood bone cancer. Additionally, the mission will raise awareness and funds for uh, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. The Inspiration4 has a fundraising goal of $200 million in donations for the hospital. SpaceX was founded by Tesla CEO Elon Musk and has assisted in several government missions. However, space tourism and a Mars landing are not outside of the company's future aspirations. Mission Control plans for the Inspiration4 crew to land safely off the coast of Florida after completing their objectives. So there you go. We might be... Uh, able to go into space here soon that'd be pretty cool it's always been a big dream of mine but that's all we have this week thank you for listening in on today's episode be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date and follow us on twitter at capital s lowercase c m b a g capital n uh, any and all profits, including sponsor revenue and viewer-donated revenue, will be donated to the Series Fund Network for Disabled Kids. So if you decide to donate to us, you know where your money is going. So until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR, and remember, stay informed, stay involved, 
and keep America first.